We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Ball loose. Give me one, Lance. Give me one, Lance. Stevenson ties it with 1.6. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Halliburton at the buzzer. Captain Kush with another one. Brogdon goes inside and Turner finishes. Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go, go. Good job. Oh, what a move by Heald. He lays it in. Heald. Hotter than fish grease. Drops it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Washington again. Five of them. Pacers got the steal. Out running is Brissette. Pounds it home. It to Taylor. Taylor missed it. Tips it in. Warren lets it fly. Yes! T.J. Warren is not human. Halliburton going to slam it at the other end. What is going on, Pacer Nation? Happy draft lottery to you. We are sitting here live watching this event together. Me and Fachi are here on my computer. Fachi, man, 20, 25 minutes and we'll find out where the Pacers are going to pick. How you feeling? The night is finally here. I don't know if it's going to be a great night, an epic night, or a lousy night. But you know what? I'm here to find out. The, this, this type of energy, it only comes around at every, you know, a few times a year, most around the draft lottery and draft night. But it's one of the funnest nights of the year. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, we know the Pacers are currently slotted fifth. It is very unlikely that they will finish or, or, or be in the fifth spot at the end of this based on the odds, but you have the odds in front of you. Go through the rundown real quick, maybe, of what the Pacers' odds are of landing uh, a top four pick in this draft. Sure thing. So in terms of picking a top four pick, the Pacers have a 42% chance of landing inside the top four. Just a little bit of a rundown. In terms of the fourth overall pick, they have a 10.5% chance. Third overall, 10.6%. Second overall, 10.5%. And lastly, first overall, 10.5%. Alex, we got a shot this year. Yeah, no, we definitely do. It's it's what makes it so exciting because we haven't been here basically in our lifetime, Pachi. I mean, no, we haven't. I wasn't born until 92. I think you were born in what, 91? So, 91. So we never even got to experience them having 
a single digit draft pick in our entire Pacers fandom. So this is new territory for us. Um, obviously the worst case scenario is the Pacers fall to nine. What are the, what are the likely odds of that happening? 0.6%. Alex, this would be a nightmare. If we went through what we went through this year to drop from fifth to ninth, I, I would have to, to think that this thing's rigged or someone hates the Pacers you know, who's running the NBA. I don't want to believe that. It would just be a nightmare scenario. And now, I'm not going to lie, it's starting to set in a little bit. Bro, it, it definitely is. Um, I'm not sure. Has there been anything you've done today to make you feel a little bit lucky about today or anything that you've done superstition-wise? Not really superstitious-wise, but I am wearing my setting the pace shirt. No, that's not okay. a cheap plug, but it's more of like a – I look through my jerseys, and like we're talking about like Oladipo – Lance, like I got a Granger jersey, and I was like, "Hey, do I do Granger?" And I was like, "Yeah, he had a bad injury history towards them, <laughs> you know." So I, I, I wanted to give something with good vibes, and I was like, "Hey, we're recording. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock our brand and, and hope for the best." <laughs> I unfortunately am not doing any of that, Fachi, and it's not because I don't want to; it's just because I really didn't think too much about it um, in terms of wearing things. I know. Our, uh, our one of our listeners actually messaged me and they told me they're wearing some lucky shorts or some lucky underwear today, <laughs> uh, trying to help help the basketball guy just swing in our favor. So I will say right now, um, I'm doing okay as we're kind of waiting for it to happen. I'm going to get more nervous as we approach the draft lottery and we get to see the reveal. But I will tell you, I have been pretty nervous all day and I may or may not have used the bathroom about five or six times a day. <laughs> Hey, you're not the only one. Look, I, I was I was really busy at work earlier trying to, and I think it was good to keep my mind off of it. But right when I got off of work, I mean, instantly it became like real to me of like, whoa, the lottery's tonight. Like th this could change the direction of this franchise. It's very possible. And no one can say that it can't because there's some really talented players at the top of the list, you know, the top of mock boards. You know, but I really feel like it's in those top, five picks maybe the top three or so so picking to me seventh through ninth it, it would be a tough pill to swallow yeah I will I will say this as we're watching right now Boncaro and Jabari Smith are on screen here talking with Mike Schmitz and Paulo uh excuse me not Paulo Chet Holmgren is in this uh frame as well and it's it's very different to see Chet next to these two guys here and I will just say this Fachi I don't want anything to do with Chet Holmgren here if the Pacers win this first overall pick. He looks like he could blow away in the wind. They're lucky that they're inside right now. But, yeah. you know, Chet, he's looking skinny. And I, I know he's looked skinny all year, but maybe it's just him standing next to David Robinson or Apollo. <laughs> but it, it's just like those guys look more NBA ready. And Chet really looks like you wonder if he'll ever be able to fill out. Look, the talent is over there, but I, I think – you, me, and a lot of Pacer Nation are like, I'd rather kind of let someone else go with that experiment and see if it works or not. Absolutely. Well, there she is, Kelly Kroskoff, making her way up to the stadium, uh, to the podium there for the Pacers to represent Indiana. Domas Sabonis right behind her. Very I iconic wow. there. Uh, just, just, it gives me a little weird vibes to see Domas there with the yeah. Kings. Uh, I did not feel good when I saw he was representing them. I know that it's cool for their franchise to have him up there, but it's just like, Man, like, I don't want this to come back and bite the Pacers because they traded Sabonis, right? But, uh, you know, Kelly's up there now. We're on a commercial break, obviously. Um, let's just talk about it, Fachi. You said you don't want to fall below six, right? So, yeah. 
Let's just talk about the top six then um, on your big board once again. Just remind people who you had and kind of what you're feeling right now. So from my big board that we did, uh, you know, uh, uh, a couple episodes ago, I had number one, I had Jabari Smith. Yeah. Then I had Paulo. And then I had Jaden Ivey. Then I had Chet Holmgren at number four. And I had Shaden Sharp at five. Keegan Murray at six. So okay. that, that was my top six. Since then, I, Shaden Sharp has really grown for me. And he has leaped Chet Holmgren in my big board. But also, he is neck and neck with Jaden Ivey. Mm-hmm. Look, it didn't take that much. Alex, I know you saw that combine film with Shaden Sharp. Now, look, they're not even playing defense on him. He's not really doing much. But each dunk felt like a flashy dunk. Mm-hmm. Each, everything he did had like a little bit of a superstar-type vibe to it. And I'm going to be honest, he probably could have farted and I would have been impressed because I just felt like right over there was like, whoa, <laughs> that is what a potential superstar looks like. And yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, somebody actually asked me today on Twitter, they're like, am I being like um, just unfair by saying that you know, we've seen several athletes do these kind of videos and it doesn't mean anything? I said, no, you're not wrong in, in saying, look, he's not going up against anybody. But what you got to watch here is just the natural athleticism that he mm-hmm. provides as well as his footwork and then how smooth he looks with the ball in his hands. I think a combination of all that, you're just like, okay, like this guy – really in these in these short little clips that we saw on Twitter, right? It's not much. It's just him working out by himself. You don't really know, but he looks like he has a good feel for how to play the game. So I think knowing that uh, as well as knowing what we know from Calipari wanting to bring him there and trying to keep him in college, obviously, it makes you really excited to see what he could become. So for me, real quick, I'll run down through my top six once again. I had Paulo Boncaro, number one. I had Jabari Smith, number two. I had Shaden Sharp, three. My guy, Jaden Ivey, I had at uh, I had a four. And then at five, I had Benedict Matherin. And six, I had Terry Eason. And uh, you know what? I, I think that I'm uh, sleeping a little bit here on Keegan Murray. So I love me some Terry Eason, but I don't think he's anywhere near that top five in terms of actually getting picked here. So I would actually probably be more shocked if Terry Eason was the pick then Keegan Murray. So, uh, spoiler, I'm just going to go ahead and move Keegan Murray up to six and, and move Terry Easton back down to seven. Uh, flop those two for me right now. And honestly, I'm really neck and neck with Murray and Matherin. I, I feel like I might be underselling what Keegan Murray might be in the NBA. I think he could be a bit. I had Murray right at seven when we did this. Uh, so he was just below Shaden Sharp. But Keegan Murray someone that, like, I really wouldn't be disappointed if the Pacers fell. Like, say they were picking, you know, a six or seven right over there, and, and Murray went to the Pacers at seven, six. I, I'm not mad at it. If, if the Pacers took him fourth, fifth, I you know, I can't say that I'm overly in love with it, but mm-hmm. I feel that I could sell myself into being like, hey, this guy was a really good player last year, and I do feel like he can translate to the NBA. You know, it, it felt like he was someone that we talked about Maybe he was less of the, you know, hasn't reached his potential yet and was more of just, hey, he was really good. So, yeah. you know, they're, 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 you could find a little bit of a knock on everyone. Like, for instance, for Shane Sharp, I, we don't know how his rookie – he might have a really slow rookie year because he didn't get to play in college. But is the talent there? Yes. For Keegan Murray, is the talent definitely there? Yes. And in terms of the Terry Eason versus Murray, I, I do give Murray that nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'm – I'm just, uh, as we're watching this draft lottery live here, Fachi, it's interesting to see the prospects right there. Um, 
you know, right front row to see what's going to happen. You have to wonder how many of them are just like so anxious to see where they could land. Right. I can't imagine like being a player, like having no idea what team is going to have the first pick because back when the lottery first happened, you at least had somewhat of an idea. At least it felt like that. Right. I mean, obviously the Knicks coming out of nowhere in the first one in 1985, you know, but at least they knew like Patrick Ewing knew he was going to the Knicks with this whole thing. There's been a lot of questioning on who is the number one overall pick. So, um, it's just interesting, Fachi, because I don't think there's a consensus number one. No, there definitely isn't. And I feel like last year it felt like Cade Cunningham was going number one. And, you know, I know some people talk around, oh, it could be Evan Mobley. But I felt like the consensus was probably, hey, Cade Cunningham. Mm-hmm. You know, then a couple of years ago, Zion, for sure, that was known. It was just like Zion's going number one. I felt like there was a bit of a back and forth between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, even though LaMelo went third overall, I felt like it was still like neck and neck, like, oh, you know, you never know. But this year, I mean, it it feels like it's between three players. Like, Mm -hmm. I really do feel like it could be Jabari Smith, uh, Powell Bencara, or Chet Holmgren. Like, it really Mm -hmm. could. It all depends on on what a team's needs are. I think they are. You know, I'll break out the line that you love. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder (laughs) over here. So, if a team values Chet more, then then he'll go higher than some other teams that haven't valued. Absolutely, Flashy. So, I'm just – Patiently waiting here because I just want to see I, I want to see Mark Tatum come out here on the stage and just start reading all this stuff. We're just the prelim stuff is so overblown with this production. Like oh, big time. We already know the odds. We've been looking at the odds for five months now. OK, like, come on, ESPN. Just get him out there. Let's see what's going to happen. Obviously, uh, the Pacers have the best chance at getting into the top four outside of the top four. So mm-hmm. that is the best scenario here for the Pacers, Fachi. Um, if there's anybody that you don't want to see win the lottery, who is it? Whew, that That is tough. Um, you know, I would say, hmm, I mean, Western Conference teams don't bother me, and I feel like behind the Pacers, there's Portland, Sacramento, New Orleans, the Spurs. So, you know, those teams, it feels like, you know, it would be a long shot for, like, your Washington Wizards to win the lottery or anything like that. Then you got Portland again. Oh, God. So, you know, I, I would say that there's no one that really bothers me like there's that. There's your coach, Wes Unsell Jr. No, never that. Um, so I would just say that there's really not a team that bothers me because they're not in the Eastern Conference, really. Uh, what about well, you? Well, I mean, maybe not coming up behind us and getting it, but yeah. just winning it in general. I would prefer not to see Detroit win it again. I think they've got something brewing over there with what they're doing. Uh, Cade Cunningham obviously could have been a uh, – he could have been rookie of the year last year if he would have like not been hurt, whatever, you know? So there's definitely some of that, like Portland to me, like, I don't even think if they win the lottery, like, I feel like they're like a lock to draft Chet. There's our girl, Kelly representing the Mm -hmm. Pacers getting her name announced right now. So uh, look at that smile. Okay. She looks like she's got a first round pick on her mind, but Nick Collison here, you know, like you said, the Westerns don't bother me. I just don't want to see Orlando or Detroit win it. Um, especially if we move back. Now, if we land in the top three, I don't care if uh, Detroit or Orlando actually wins the lottery because it's still some some good chances here that we get a good player. So um, seeing Richard Hamilton, though, right now on my screen, I, it just brings me back to hating that team. So, Oh, my God. I anybody that. but the Pistons. I, I absolutely hated those years, just running into Detroit year after year and just – Seeing them have success, look, it was tough. But, hey, that, that's an episode for another day. I can vent for, for hours and hours. But when you mentioned, yeah, Orlando, Detroit, 
those are teams that have a really good shot at, at winning it. So for me, it's definitely possible. But for Orlando, they have a nice young nucleus of players over there that if, if they do get the number one pick, no matter how much we want to kind of say, oh, Orlando Magic, that's cute. It's like, yeah. well, they, they could be coming in a couple of years. And that's mm-hmm. exactly why I like the rebuild type scenario that they did when they traded Vucevic. They really tore it down. They got a lot of great young talent. But you made a great point with the Pistons because you had, you know, you have Cade, so you had, you know, Paulo, and, and then you got money and free agency to add someone else. It, it could be pretty scary over there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so the Cavs have the 14th pick. They did not move up. Uh, we are on our way, everybody. So we are going to see the 13th pick. Who is it supposed to be? The Hornets? Hornets are still at 13. They have not moved up. So that is good news for the Pacers. Here at number 12, the Oklahoma City Thunder from the Clippers. They do not move up, which is uh, which is good because, man, that would have been awful. <laughs> number 11, let's see. Is this the Knicks? The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. All right, good. All right. Stay in no, there. No drama yet. All right, number 10. Who is this? Is this the Wizards? Oh, he the accidentally Washington flipped it. Okay, okay. Oh, here we go. So number nine. All right, not this is it. No, not nine. Please, not us. Only a point six chance, please, 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 please. Don't please. do it to us. Please. The San Antonio the Spurs. Spurs. Okay. All right, we're in business, people. So nobody's changed yet, right? Nope, nope. Okay, number eight. Let's see who it is. Don't be yes. Don't be yes. Well, it can't be us, I don't think. No, it could be. Pelicans. Okay. All right. So far, so good. Top seven for us so far, Fudge. Pacers have a 26.7% chance at seven. Please do not be us. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please don't be us. 
Portland. Okay, so has anybody All moved? right, we're in business over here. So, uh, actually. The Kings yes. are in the top four. Oh, you yep. got to be kidding oh, me. Oh, my God. Sabonis. I told oh, you, Sabonis. No. Oh, no. Uh-oh. The Pacers have the sixth pick oh. in the draft. Oh. All right, Flatchy, there we go. Oh. We fell to the six. Fell to six. You know. Oh, I the Kings. The Kings jumped us. What did I say before the podcast? They were going to jump us. Oh, my God. The Pistons are at five. The Pistons fell at five. Oh, oh. Wow, Whoa. so OKC's in the top four. No okay. way. Oh, man. OKC, oh, my God. So we fell back a spot. So OKC was slated to pick four. So. Correct. So they're in the – well, they're – yeah, four. So they're in the top four as well now. Still so Rockets, but, Magic, OKC, and Sacramento are in the top four. Oh, man. So we're at six, which – We're at six. Which Look, is what we said. Look, six are better. what we expected. We stood the least chance of keeping the fifth overall pick, but Alex, we actually had the best chance of falling to seven at 26.7%. So we dodged that. It's not what we wanted, but we at least took Detroit down with us because they had the, the you know a really good chance of getting the second overall pick, maybe even the first, whatever it is, they fell. It's tough. So you're looking at, you know, out of out of the, the top four teams, three of them are in the West. You yeah. got to look at it as a glass half full approach. Yeah, and I just I can't believe Sabonis jumped us. <laughs> oh, that I just know. feels like a oh. slap in the face. It does. But I want to ask you a quick question. Yeah, Sabonis never really felt like like he was the guy really in Indiana. Like marketed that why that way. Sacramento, it's small, but they let him be technically the face of the franchise right now for tonight. I mean, yeah. what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of felt like we should add Halliburton there. I felt we like should we, have. I lo- I'm nothing against Kelly, okay? I'm exactly. trying to be nice here. It's just a mean Same. Fe- I'm trying to be why, nice. Why are we sending a front office person here? Like, these other teams are sending former NBA stars that were part of their team or a current player. Some of them, I guess, had some front office people. I can't even remember who was all up there for everybody. But, like, nah, like, I wanted to see Halliburton up there. Like, it's cool that he's in the race car or whatever, but, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool, but this is like, this is the NBA type of thing. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a lottery. Like, I would have loved to have seen Halliburton out there and, like, I would have even loved the, the front office to take a little red carpet and roll it out right in front of him as he takes his seat and say, hey, this is your team now. But, yeah. you know, they, they didn't do it. It wasn't – I don't think we got off to the, the best start when we found out we were sending Kelly, but – you know, like we said, I don't think it matters. <laughs> I know, but still, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have rather had somebody representing us, but you know what? At the end of the day, the Pacers didn't fall to seven, and that's what we said was the, like the the stopping point because we view we really view six guys here, really five, I think, in the same vicinity here, uh, with a, a question mark between Matherin and Keegan Murray here. Um, I think it makes it a little bit more interesting to talk about now instead of having like pick one or two because now you're talking just two players. Now we got to look at do the Pacers do the Pacers try to move up? Um, Do they trade next year's pick and try to move up to three or four? Like that's an option that we can look at as we you know have the draft here in about a month. We also say okay, look, it's a good possibility Chet Holmgren gets drafted before pick six, so we don't have to worry about the Pacers jumping up to take him right or, or taking him over maybe somebody we really wanted when we're kind of both out on Chet at this point so if you guys are big Chet fans like I'm sorry but me and Bocce just have not been in alignment there with wanting Chet Holmgren on the Pacers so you know Paolo you know Jabari and probably Ivy are going to be off the board by pick four and five potentially Shane Sharp so now you're looking at 
Does somebody step up and take Keegan Murray over Shaden Sharp? Do the Pacers take Sharp if he falls? Does Jaden Ivey fall? Does somebody take a risk on Shaden Sharp and say, hey, we're going to pass on Jaden Ivey? I think there's still some scenarios here where you could maybe see Jaden Ivey fall to six for the Pacers. It's possible because here's what we got. You know, Orlando has guards right over there. I mean, they got guards. OKC has guards. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, right over there. So it's like, hey, you got two guards right now that you're starting. In my opinion, look, I could see Shaden Sharp fitting their timeline, but that's another guard right over there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at some point they need a, a real big, and it depends where they are. If they're at four, it could make sense to trade down to six with the Pacers if they can get, you know, another first round pick and maybe someone else right over there and then still take a guy like Keegan Murray. Yeah, let's see how this plays out here because the Rockets, Kings, Thunder, Magic all have a chance at the top pick. Um, Anybody but Orlando. I hope Orlando is four here. I I really do, Fachi, just because they're an Eastern Conference team. Of course. Probably be the Kings. Yep. All right, it's the Kings. All right, all right, all right. You know what? I mean, hey, look, the Kings got the number one pick. You could end up laughing in our face, but yeah. at the same the point. The Rockets are three again. Oh, wow. Oof. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, I'm no, just, we're good. Yeah, we're watching this live together. So, OKC's number two and the Magic are number one. Okay, wow. so the one team that I didn't want to get it. But I think they could draft Chet. I could see it, Fachi. I, I know. I could definitely see that. I really could. Um, so I, I think that that works in our favor right over there. But the Orlando Magic, the number one pick, is going to be in the Eastern Conference. Man, the Orlando Magic have had the number one pick quite a few times. Four times I mean, now that I can recall, unless there's yeah. more. I mean, you got Kenny Shaq. Shaq. Yep, yep. And then Dwight Howard. Um, so, I mean, I guess this is the fourth time. So, yes. Wow. So here's what's interesting. Um with everything here, Rick Carlisle just keeps getting slapped in the face. Um, let's just go back and look at it. He left the Dallas Mavericks. They're in the Western Conference Finals now. Yep. There was a lot of reporting about him and Jamal Mosley not having a good relationship. Jamal Mosley, representing the Magic, gets the first overall pick. And then, of course, he's the one that it seemed like he didn't really want Sabonis on the team. Trade Sabonis, they jump us. So I, I, I hate to say it, but maybe Rick Carlisle's bad luck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We're going to start this narrative. It's going to be a long year. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on. Rick Carlisle no, this year is just not bringing good luck to the Pacers. Hey, I need someone to blame in this situation. But, <laughs> man, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I feel like kind of like a like a tire that's got a little bit of a nail in it. It's letting a little bit of air out. And we felt a six. Like, it kind of hurt. It wasn't like a full-on gut punch. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really hoped to climb to even four. I mean, yeah. if we got four, to me, that was a win of like, wow. Because I really, it all depends on, you know, how you really break it down. But it really feels like there's potentially like four really good players and you get to five. Now it starts to become like a, hey, this guy could be really good. Good. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, at six. Yeah, See, you know. this is, so if you look at the, if you look at the roster for the Kings at four, this is where I think it gets interesting. Okay. I think the Kings could take Keegan Murray at four. And here's my analysis on this. I feel like they view their team as a power forward away to a certain Mm -hmm. degree. They've already got Fox. They've already got Mitchell. They clearly traded Halliburton because their backcourt was too crowded. 
They traded for DiVincenzo last year, so maybe they bring him back. We'll see what happens there. But they got Sabonis, Harrison Barnes. They need another wing type of player. Could they draft Keegan Murray at four? I, I, yeah, Keegan Murray at four. I think that's very possible. Then you're looking at, does maybe Jabari, Paolo, or Chet fall to four or uh, fall to five? I don't think no, they do. No. So now you're looking at Jaden Ivey and Shaden Sharp five and six, Fachi. And with um, the Pistons having the fifth pick, it could really depend on what they want. So this is why I think we see a lot of chalk here with these front first three going. And then I could potentially see Keegan Murray jumping Ivy and Sharp at pick number four. Very well could. I'm not going to really factor Harrison Barnes into their plans, but I think everybody else is, is, is real. Like when you got Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, you know, you, they've now invested a lot of first-round picks in guards, even Tyrese Halliburton, who's no longer with them. So I feel like at that point, the odds of them taking another guard just feels like, eh, Keegan Murray really does fit their team. So I think there, there is a scenario where Jay Ivey could fall past four. Um, so, you know, that is, that is going to be really intriguing. But, you know, just like you mentioned, does Detroit want to go with that type of two-guard approach Right over there. I mean, they have money. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but. Bro, whoa, 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 look at this real quick. According to Jonathan Gavoni, Jaden Ivey's the pick at six. Wow. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just saying, Shane Sharp to the Kings. Okay. That would be a Kings thing to wow. do. Wow. That really would be. A, that really would be a Kings thing to do. And at that point, I'd be like, oh, man, this guy might not work out. Because for the Kings, I mean, other than really De'Aaron Fox. I mean, they've they've had a lot of high picks that have not really panned out between your your Marvin Bagley's and your Thomas Robinsons. You know, those are guys that were both picked uh, second overall, I believe. So, you know, that has not worked out. But Shane Sharp, hey, I mean, look, I like the guy, but I guess it just wasn't really meant to be. But he could still slide. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, this I... is just Jonathan Gavoni's, you know, mock draft. Things change. But I like to, you know, we're seeing Chet number two over there. A lot of places had him as number one, and I just, I don't know. I couldn't really sell myself on that. So uh, Him to I, the Thunder makes too much sense, right? It really, it really does, though. It really does. Like, with the, the amount of, I don't know, they got so many other picks, and they already got two guards right over there figured out, but I feel like it's a revolving door amongst their bigs. But right now, you know, this is where it honestly does get fun, though, because we can entertain the thoughts of a ton of guys going sixth overall mm -hmm. to the Pacers. Uh, even, like you mentioned, a trade could very well be on the table. However, I don't think OKC's trading out of pick two. If no, they were no, four, no, no, If they were four, I do think they could entertain a trade. And we have so trading with the Kings again. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, uh, we might trade with the Kings again. I mean, I don't, mm -hmm. Savonis brought them good luck. Maybe they go out and get somebody else from our team, but yeah. I mean, honestly, the Pistons, I mean, that's tough for them to fall all the way to five. Oh, um, yes, it is. Because they were at three, right? So two teams jumped them, which just makes it interesting. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have been in that lottery room to see the Kings get the fourth pick, just like what their what their mindset or what their like, reaction was, obviously. Uh, they're just so fascinating to me. Now, the Rockets at three, I think Palo is the guy they wanted at one anyway. So yeah. if he falls to them at three, I don't, I don't think any of the top three are moving – so now you're just looking to the Pistons really trade back. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So either. based on how it kind of played out, I, I think we might be set in stone with how we pick. I mean, nothing's impossible. 
Um, but if there's a chance that Jaden Ivey is still on the board there to six, Fachi, it's not the worst case scenario. No, it's, it's really not. It's a win. It's something I'd be thrilled with because I really felt that Ivy wasn't going past four for a while. So I really wanted to get up there to the fourth overall pick to be able to take him or Shaden Sharp. But you know what? The fact that there is still a chance that he could be there at six is very appealing. Um, but one thing, and I can't get past it, I can't really sell myself on A.J. Griffin. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I can't do it at six. I'm just not intrigued enough. I saw a little bit of flashes, but I can't be like, wow, like this is the guy that can kind of turn things around. But I can sell myself on Jaden Ivey pairing with Tyrese Halliburton to turn things around. Yeah, no, you're right, Fachi. I mean, I'm just I'm just blown away with how this whole thing happened. I can't believe we fell back, but it's only one. I, I love the spot we're in. I don't even know how to wrap my mind around it. I've got so many texts right now, Fachi. I don't know if you do too, but um, mm -hmm. people are in group texts are just like, okay, okay, so here's the idea. Um, but overall, I think this is going to be a busy summer for the Pacers, Fachi. I, I, I strongly stand by that. I think the DeAndre Ayton stuff, the rumors about him, that's just the beginning of it. Uh, we will talk about that on another podcast. Obviously, I've put out how I kind of feel about it on Twitter. Um, I will have more comments on that later on a podcast, but I, I just feel like now is the time for the Pacers to continue to push this youth movement. They waited too long to tank. And if they would have, if they would have just decided to go all in on this in December or whatever earlier this year, there's a chance that they could have been in a situation that maybe the Thunder were in. They were the fourth seed and they moved all the way up to two. So that oh. could have been us if we would have just lost they one more could've. stupid game. So uh, that's where it's frustrating at Fachi. And maybe this year we, we get a good player at six, but we just continue to have another setback year and we're, we're here one more time and maybe we can figure it out. But uh, it just, it feels like Keegan Murray is going to be gone by six based on what I've been hearing a lot recently. And um, it's probably meaning that we're getting a guard. And I think the Pacers could benefit from having a forward over a guard. No, they, they, def they definitely can. Um, and man, there's something about – I always felt like the seventh and eighth is, is where things get really sketch in the draft. Like your Frank Nilakinas and, and, and all those, you know, your Kobe Whites, like th those type of guys. So at, at six, I, I feel like you could still find very good talent. Right when we hop off this, I'm going to start digging up sixth overall picks and really be able to know, hey, here's a history of guys that went sixth and find, you know, the, the hits and misses. So it's good. It's going to be a fun, busy offseason. And I like the fact that the Pacers are going to be able to bring in some of the best talent in this draft to work out for them. Because I feel like outside of maybe, you know, Chet, Jabari, and Paolo, everybody else I feel like is working out for the Pacers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Fachi. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, it, I don't, I just, I wonder, I wonder. If there's any chance the Pacers can convince somebody to trade back, I don't, I don't know. Um, especially Houston, like I, if they could offer six and the Cavs pick and next year's first round pick to get up to get Paulo, that would entice me. I just don't see them doing it. Um, staying put feels more than likely. I'm just, I'm just ready to start talking about some of these players. And um, you know, maybe I don't even want to talk about this because I don't want really to think there's any trade back scenarios for us, but it's just interesting to see what could be out there. And of course we still have the Malcolm Brogdon card as well. 
if they're projecting Shaden Sharp potentially to go to Sacramento, is there any chance that they'd be willing to trade us uh, that pick plus, you know, or do a pick swap and, and maybe we give them Brogdon and take back something back in return? I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it remains to be seen. However, I could not help myself, Alex. I have pulled up the history of sixth overall draft picks. All Read right, them to so us. Last year, Josh Giddy. I think okay. that was a major success. Um, then you have Onyeka Okongu. Uh, on okay. Yeah, that, that last name always gets me. <laughs> then it gets then it gets a little scary. All right. So first of all, Onyeka still remains to be seen. You know, he he, he hasn't got as much playing time as people hoped. Jared Culver, absolute uh, bust. Mo Bamba, you got to call him a bust. He looked better this year, but the, the first few years is not what anyone hoped. Jonathan Isaac, mm. uh, hasn't seen him in a while. Buddy Heald, Willie mm. Colstein, Marcus Smart, Alex, I think I'm ready to puke. All Marcus right. Smart's good. No, 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 not, not uh. him, but I'm just saying we're going down the list. Nerlens Noel. All right, <laughs> then there's Damian Lillard. Okay, great. Jan Vesely. Oh, God, I, from your bust. Wizards. <laughs> no, mega bust. Ekpe Udo, just not even on anyone's radar. Like, almost like was never even good enough to be a bust. Johnny Flynn, Danilo Gallinari, Yi Jinlian, Brandon Roy, Martel Webster, Josh Childress, Chris Kamen. Oh, my God. Is this pick cursed? Uh, Dewan Wagner, Shane Battier, DeMar Johnson, Wally okay. Zerbeck. I got to stop right here. These are some disgusting names right here. Good, good news. You brought up Brandon Roy. Yes. Kevin Pritchard was a part of that organization that drafted Brandon Roy at six. Chad Buchanan, I believe, was also a part of that organization when they drafted Brandon Roy. We have both those guys. They're very good at scouting. I think we've given them a little bit of too much hate because they've had bad picks. They haven't had a top six pick. We like the top six. Let's just trust KP, trust Chad, trust Kelly, and Ted Wu as well, the cap guru that helped write some of the NBA salary cap. Let's hope with Rick Carlisle's input as well, we can figure it out and land somebody that can help bring this franchise back around it. Regardless, we're going to be excited no matter what about getting a player. I just don't want it to be Chet Holmgren. No, I don't. Chet won't be there, so it won't be an option. But, man, I actually wish I didn't read this list right now. <laughs> Some of these names are really tough. And, like, there's, there's really, like, you take out Damian Lillard and all of a sudden everybody combines for, you know, I don't know how many All-Star games Brandon Roy made before he got hurt. But other than that, I don't actually think there's an All-Star on this list. So that, that really does hurt. Josh Giddey, super promising. That was just last year. So anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. So, uh, well, that'll be it. I hope you guys enjoyed the live reaction podcast. And, uh, we will uh, we'll be back Thursday. We'll have something up for you here. I'm not sure what exactly we're going to cover. Uh, we still have some different options in the bag, but we'll have more content for you guys on Thursday. Fachi, let the people know where they can find us out on social media. All right, so you can find us on Twitter at SettingThePace3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at PacersTalk. You can find us on Facebook at SettingThePace. You can find us on TikTok at SettingThePace. And if you're excited for the Indiana Pacers, to find a star at six. Let's go Pacers! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.